I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Chocolate chip cookie dough, fudge brownie, Netflix and chilled. It's just great. You know, it's so delish that I often drive to a specific grocery store 15 minutes away from my home in Haifa just to get it. But a couple of days ago, I'm walking around that same grocery store and when I walked past the two massive Ben and Jerry's fridges, I had some serious cognitive dissonance. Why you ask? Well, Ben and Jerry's recently announced that it was ending sales of ice cream in quote, occupied Palestinian territory, apparently referring to the West Bank and East Jerusalem. The company said in a statement that it was halting sales in these areas because quote, it is inconsistent with our values. Haaretz reported that this didn't happen in a vacuum. Quote, the ice cream maker's announcement followed a decade of pressure by pro-Palestinian groups supporting the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement against Israel. Lately, the pro-boycott pressure mounted, mainly after the fighting between Israel and the Gaza Strip in May. End quote. Hi, I'm Avi. And I'm Sarah. This isn't the first time that companies have refused to do business in Israeli settlements or the West Bank. In 2018, Airbnb announced that it was removing listings in West Bank settlements. A few months later, following several lawsuits that accused Airbnb of discriminating against Jews, the company reversed the decision. McDonald's also has a policy against opening franchises in the West Bank. This week, we're unpacking, how are Israelis reacting to the Ben & Jerry's boycott? And is Ben & Jerry's just the latest company to boycott Israeli settlements? A continuation of the long-standing BDS campaign, which started in 2005? Or is this boycott somehow different? According to Seth Fransman, senior Middle East correspondent at the Jerusalem Post, quote, the desire to boycott Israel has existed since the country was created in 1948. Fransman wrote that these boycotts have taken various forms. Countries have refused to recognize the Jewish state, have attempted to criminalize trade with Israel, and used their oil resources as a way to threaten the US and other countries over their support of Israel. One example was the infamous UN resolution passed in 1975 repealed in 1991, that equated Zionism with racism. Only 35 out of 107 nations voted against the proposal and in support of Israel. Immediately following the vote, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, then US ambassador to the UN, and Chaim Herzog, then Israel's ambassador to the UN, who would later become president of Israel, delivered powerful speeches rejecting the resolution. By the way, if you haven't done it yet, Subscribe now to Unpacking Israeli History, one of our other podcasts. In the new season starting this month, a full episode will be devoted to breaking down this UN resolution. Anyways, BDS groups have pressured many high-profile campaigns to boycott Israel and Israeli settlements in recent years. According to Fransman, their efforts have had some impact. Quote, the UN released a list in 2020 of 112 companies with quote, ties to Israeli settlements, and the European Union has sought to label goods produced over the Green Line as ostensibly goods produced in Israeli settlements. But let's back up. 
because anti-Jewish boycotts directed against the Jewish people or their businesses predate the State of Israel and have been a dangerous manifestation of anti-Semitism. The most infamous of these was the Nazi boycott against Jewish-owned businesses and the offices of Jewish professionals on April 1, 1933, less than three months after the Nazis came to power in Germany. According to the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, the boycott was presented to the German people as both a reprisal and an act of revenge for the bad international press against Germany since the appointment of Hitler's government in January 1933. The Nazis claimed that German and foreign Jews were spreading atrocity stories to damage Germany's reputation. Although the national boycott campaign lasted only one day and was ignored by many individual Germans who continued to shop in Jewish-owned stores, the boycott marked the beginning of a nationwide campaign by the Nazi party against Jews in Germany that would culminate in the Holocaust. Ben and Jerry's announcement caused outrage from many Israelis who condemned the decision as both anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. Scrolling through my own social media this last week, it's been almost all memes about Ben and Jerry's and my friends' different hot takes on the topic. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said in a statement, quote, Ben and Jerry's decided to brand itself as anti-Israel ice cream. This is a moral mistake, adding that Israel will fight it with all our might. Meanwhile, Gilad Erdan, Israel's ambassador to the US and UN, sent letters to the governors of 35 U.S. states that have passed anti-BDS laws, encouraging them to speak out and activate those laws against Ben and Jerry's. Erdan wrote in the letter that Israel views this decision very severely, as it is the de facto adoption of anti-Semitic practices and advancement of the delegitimization of the Jewish state and the dehumanization of the Jewish people. Israeli writer and activist Hen Mazig agreed that the move was anti-Jewish, arguing in an interview on I-24 News that this is not really about ice cream, it's about anti-Semitism. He further argued on Twitter that boycotting Israel won't lead to constructive change because, quote, you can't boycott, sanction, or shame Israel into changing. Instead of degradation and divestment, Israelis need the world to invest in our progressive movements and leaders. However, not all Israelis agreed that Ben and Jerry's decision was anti-Semitic or anti-Israel. The Haaretz editorial board expressed this view, writing, in contrast to Bennett and Lapid's cries of dismay, Ben and Jerry's is not boycotting Israel. Ben and Jerry's is boycotting the occupation, not Israel, only the settlements. Ben and Jerry's decision is a legitimate one. It is even a desirable move for anyone wishing to see an end to the occupation. It does not constitute anti-Semitism. Michael Koplow, policy director at the Israel Policy Forum, who's American and not Israeli, wrote in a blog post that, quote, the accusations of anti-Semitism are unfounded and over the top. Something can be objectionable without being anti-Semitic. Ben and Jerry's explicitly did not pull out of Israel 
but limited its decision to selling its ice cream inside Israel's internationally recognized territory, end quote. Koplow argued that rather than being driven by anti-Semitism, Ben & Jerry's was, quote, a company with a track record of interest in social causes that was under immense pressure from activists and responded with corporate virtue signaling. So how did Palestinians and Arab citizens of Israel react to the news? Joint List leader Ayman Odeh seemed to celebrate, tweeting a photo of himself eating a tub of Ben & Jerry's with the caption, the diet was going well until now. The Palestinian Authority applauded Ben and Jerry's for, quote, respecting human rights and principles and morality, which reject working with the illegal, immoral, imperial system that Israel is perpetuating in occupied Palestinian land. On the other side, Basim Eid, a Palestinian peace advocate who lives in Israel, did not see this as cause for celebration. In a Times of Israel op-ed, Aid argued that Ben and Jerry's decision, quote, is nothing but performative activism, failing to help Palestinians in any meaningful way. In fact, it is actively harming us in the process because Palestinian employees of Ben and Jerry's who deliver the ice cream to the West Bank will lose their jobs and be unable to support their families. He argued that previous boycotts against Israel have also, quote, actively harmed Palestinians, concluding, the goals of these boycotts are never to help us. Ben & Jerry's only cares about appeasing its left-wing consumers and the BDS trolls who attack them on social media. As usual, it's my Palestinian brothers and sisters who will pay the price while these activists celebrate a win. So there's a debate about whether this decision was anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, or neither. But there's another layer of concern. Will this Ben & Jerry's decision influence other companies to boycott the settlements or the Jewish state? Is this boycott a turning point for the BDS movement and Israel? An Israeli political source told Haaretz, quote, Ben & Jerry's isn't the only company in BDS's sites. Biranit Gorin, the editor of Zman Yisrael, said in an interview on the Times of Israel Daily Briefing podcast that, quote, We do, as Israelis, have to look at this as a turning point because Ben & Jerry's is probably the most famous brand to make this decision to date. And there is no question the decision was actually made during the war in Gaza um, uh, two months ago. So there is no question that the pressure, the BDS pressure, the criticism over Israel, we need to take seriously. Gorin continued, quote, The next boycott could be more serious. The next boycott could be not for fun things like ice cream, but for I don't know, pharmaceuticals, for example. We are at the point where if BDS gains traction, if those kind of uh, cancel culture protests take effect and are able to make commercial, global, big companies make those kind of decisions, we need to stop this in advance. We need to stop thinking about BDS and, and all those kind of pressures as a fringe thing that we just respond by putting a Gal Gadot picture on Instagram saying, I love Israel. We have a bigger problems than that. 
Tova Lazarov, deputy managing editor of the Jerusalem Post, agreed, arguing in an op-ed that although Israel has long been the subject of boycotts, the Ben and Jerry's boycott is not just one more routine showdown. She pointed out that while past boycotts have focused on products produced in the West Bank, the Ben and Jerry's boycott sets a precedent for targeting products that are produced anywhere and distributed in the West Bank, no matter where they're produced. Lazaroff argued, quote, the boycott criteria set by Ben and Jerry's would make any Israeli or foreign company that helps stock a supermarket in a settlement with those products susceptible to boycotts. Could this happen with Heinz ketchup, Hellman's mayonnaise, or even the newly important Starbucks coffee that has suddenly graced the supermarket shelves? However, other Israeli commentators totally downplayed the announcement and the potential damage it could cause to the Jewish state. Seth Fransman, also from the Jerusalem Post, predicted that this boycott would simply join a long list of failed boycotts of Israel. He noted that despite campaigns by BDS activists in recent years, Israel's GDP continues to grow. Israeli high-tech companies are also receiving a mass influx of investment, raising some $10 billion in just the first five months of 2021. And Israel is flying the latest F-35s. If one wants to ask whether the boycott has accomplished anything, just look to those realities. Several kosher supermarkets in the U.S. and around the world, including Glot Express Supermarket in Teaneck, New Jersey, Aaron's Casena Farms in Queens, and Kosher Kingdom in Melbourne, Australia, said they would end sales of Ben & Jerry's in response to the new policy. There has also been a social media push to end kosher certification of Ben & Jerry's products. An Australia's kosher certifier said it was removing Ben & Jerry's ice cream from its directory. Many Jews have also chosen to respond by boycotting Ben & Jerry's. However, Interior Minister Ayelet Shaked clarified that, quote, it is not the Israeli Ben & Jerry's that should be boycotted. To the contrary, you need to buy Ben & Jerry's in Israel. During a visit to the Ben & Jerry's Israel factory in Be'er Tuvia in southern Israel, Shaked underscored that the Israeli franchise did not want to end sales to the West Bank and that purchasing the ice cream locally was how Israelis could show their support. Shaked said, quote, we have to fight against Ben & Jerry's in America. Okay, so now, setting aside political differences, let's ask the toughest question. Will this tactic work? Like, if the goal for BDS advocates and their supporters is to end settlements, will it actually happen? If history has anything to say about this, the answer is a resounding no. Remember that UN resolution that Zionism is racism? Well, that pronouncement did nothing to make Israel think, uh, maybe we should change policies. If anything, it united Israelis in anger and disgust. And it actually ended up becoming an impetus for the growth of settlements, even under a left-wing government. If we are to learn from history, we should remember that singling out, condemning, boycotting, sanctioning, and shaming Israel will only make Israelis more obstinate and feel less understood. Thanks for listening. This episode was hosted by me, Sarah Himmelis. And me, Avi Posen. This Week Unpacked is a production of Unpacked, 
a division of Open Door Media. Make sure you don't miss future episodes by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the pod, rate and review This Week Unpacked and share it with others. We'd love to hear what you think. Shoot us an email at podcast at jewishunpacked.com. Check out jewishunpacked.com for everything Unpacked related and subscribe to our other podcasts too. I want to specifically recommend the show we recommended earlier in today's podcast, Unpacking Israeli History. Every week, our colleague Noam Weissman, who's also the executive producer of this show, talks about different wild stories in Israeli history. Some episodes this upcoming season will include Demona and Israel's nuclear program, the UN resolution Zionism is racism, the Israeli Black Panthers, and more. Check it out and let us know what you think. And follow Unpacked on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just look for at Jewish Unpacked. This episode was written by me, Sarah Himmelis, edited by Avi Posen and John Kunza, and audio engineered by Rob Para. Rifki Stern is our producer, and Noam Weissman is the executive producer of This Week Unpacked. This episode was sponsored by the Jewish Federation of Broward County. Thank you for listening. See you next week.